You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode four of the Toolstation Western League podcast. My name's Ian Knockholds, and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Tom Hiscott, of course, author of the Western League column in the Non League paper. Hello, Tom, how are you? Hi, Ian, yeah, I'm doing really well, thanks. Bit annoyed about the weather at the moment, but um, it is what it is, and we're, we're nearing the winter, but that means there's, there's plenty of football to talk about, which is the main thing, so yeah, I'm doing well. Yourself? Good. Yeah, not bad at all. I um, I had a visit to my ancestral home at the weekend, which was very pleasant, catch up with um, with Mar and Pa, um, mm-hmm. back to the, uh, the beautiful waterfront city of Portsmouth. And um, they only managed to scrape a draw at the weekend. I'm very glad that uh, a walk along the seafront spared me of that. Uh, in fact, if anything, I'm incredibly, uh, I'm incredibly pleased to be talking to you today because driving home last night in the weather, I thought that um, I thought I might be a goner because the uh, the weather conditions are absolutely atrocious. But um, um, hopefully, we've got better to come. It's interesting, isn't it, to reflect on the fact that um, we've got plenty of football to talk about today because the uh, the, the season is front loaded with fixtures to accommodate the appalling winter that we all wait for. Um, which so, is already with us. Well, exactly right. I don't know. I mean, I mean, considering the, the amount of rain that's fallen in the last few days, I wouldn't be at all surprised if we, we're going to suffer a few waterlogged pitches. I, I hope that that very much isn't the case. Indeed. Um, but we do. It, well, it doesn't. It doesn't stop us um, going through an absolutely bumper pack of. Um, of results, um, we don't tend to dwell too much on the midweek games, but there's been an awful lot of those over over the last week, starting on Monday the 14th of August. And um, uh, we'll just pick out some of the key fixtures, Tom. Um, and uh, I'll start as I seemingly always do with a bit of Monday night football. Uh, uh, Melksham Town were at home to Odd Down. Yeah, Matt, this game really uh, turned around the 70th minute. Uh, it was 0-0. Uh, looking like it was probably going to be a draw. Uh, however, a red card to uh, Odd Downs, um, Kane Simpson, um, really opened the game up for Nelksham, very quickly took advantage, scoring three goals in the space of nine minutes, all coming from Gary Higdon. Uh, fantastic hat-trick for him and another three points from Nelksham last Monday. Yeah, so I get bragging rights over you. Um, massive crowd again, uh, 392. Yeah. So hats off to the uh, to the good people of Melksham for coming out and supporting Indeed. this. And I'm sure there was a fair few from Odd Down there as well. But Odd Down continue to be one of the sides that we look out for because um, um, obviously ambitious side. Not that long ago they won the Western League, and um, uh, I know they had ambitions to do better um, than they did last season. So um, that's quite an early early in the season. Um, I'm not sure how much we can read into that, but um, certainly a, a good win. Um, for uh, for Melksham there. Um, now we'll move on to Tuesday's games. That's Tuesday the 15th of August. And one of the first fixtures that caught my eye was another side that did incredibly well last season. They'll certainly be in the shake-up if they um, have ambitions to be promoted. And that was Buckland Athletic. They were at home to Shepton Mallet. Yeah, and it was Buckland uh, who won 1-0. Uh, Charlie Johansson has had a really good start to the season. It was his goal that was the difference uh, in that fixture. And they beat Shepton Mallet 1-0. Uh, now, a big crowd uh, went to uh, Longwell Green Sports. They were at home to Bradford Town, but it was a bit of a one-sided affair and the home fans would not have gone home happy. No, indeed, an absolute thrashing. Uh, Bradford Town, 5-0 winners they ran out. Uh, Dan Cottle uh, got the scoring underway quite early on uh, before Martin Lenahan uh, doubled the advantage quite soon after. Uh, and there were further goals from Nathan Loder, Anthony Conradi and Kareem Randell who scored in injury time. Uh, a massive win for Bradford and they've got their... Their front uh, front men seem to be scoring early early season goals, so the firepower is definitely there for them. A big win. 
They certainly do. Dan Cottle is a name that's appeared in a couple of podcasts now really? early on. Martin Lenehan as well, yeah. and I know uh, yeah. and uh, Anthony Conradi from my um, from my old Summer Valley days, and uh, he's um, he's pretty prolific in the Western League. So um, Bradford Town may well be ones to watch. Now, two sides that we had pegged out early doors as potential promotion challenges. Street, of course, Richard Fay's men uh, and Bridgewater Town. We were interested to see what type of side Bridgewater would be after their relegation from the Southern League. Biggest crowd of the week, well, midweek anyway, um, um, for this game on Tuesday evening between Street and Bridgewater Town. And it was Street last year's runners-up uh, who ran out winners. Uh, a 3-0 victory for them over Bridgewater, who had started pretty well. Uh, but they they went down to defeat last week, uh, and it was Craig Harrod scoring twice the street, and Steve Murray, another one who, another one of these names who pops up all the time, he got the third, and it was a three 0 win for Street. Now we move down into the first division uh, now, and one of the games that caught my eye, of course, regular listeners will know, I keep an eye out for Welton Rovers results. They were away at Cheddar, another very good crowd. Um, for this midweek game, and um, well, this this is the sort of game that has Hollywood endings written all over it, Tom. Indeed, uh, Cheddar looks set to pick up their first win of the season in the league. Two-one uh, up at Bowden Park uh, before Tom Smith. Uh, I believe it was the fifth or sixth minute into injury time uh, at the end of the game, managed to pop up with an equaliser uh, to claim a two-all draw for Welton, uh, and the points were shared. Now, um, Welton Rovers, for those of you who follow Welton on, um, on Twitter, on social media, on Facebook as well, um, very, very innovative club, and mm. I think we should take our hats off for yeah, them. Doing a great I job. Mean, um, what, what do they say? Um, imitation is the sincerest form of, form of flattery. Well, I think that for those clubs out there that are looking to promote themselves better, to market themselves better, I think Welton Rovers are almost a, a, a perfect case study. This season alone, they've come up with some great innovations. I know they're recording um, uh, goals and putting them up on um, on social media so you can see the not only the goal that um, uh, was scored in, that, uh, in those dying seconds, but also the celebrations, which um, really are, um, as I say, bring a sort of a Hollywood flavour to, um, um, to Western League coverage. Also, they had an innovative new programme on offer on uh, oh, yeah, Saturday's game. Now, we, we, might, we might well touch upon that um, when we review Saturday's fixtures, but definitely a side that I would recommend that those administrators, those people who are involved in Western League clubs, follow them on Twitter if you're not already doing it and take a look at what they're doing because they come up with some cracking ideas, Welton. Um, and um, we'll finish um, my midweek um, ramble through um, the Western League's fixtures and with, um, with a, we, we, we have to reflect upon the curse of the, of the podcast. Um, it's alive and well and, and, and doing for quality sides already this early in the season. Wednesday the 16th of August, Bridport, of course. We enjoyed speaking to their manager uh, on last week's podcast. They were at home to Will and Rovers, a good crowd of 133 and uh, disaster struck, Tom. Uh, so yeah, indeed, a 5-1 win for Willand uh, away at Bridport, an absolute massive win. Um, Luke Alden uh, has scored either side of half time for them. So, uh, disaster strikes there. Um, now, we will move on to the fixtures of Saturday, the 19th of August, and we've got a real um, uh, hatful, a real bumper load of fixtures to bring you. We start off with the FA Cup, and Barnstable were at home to Clevedon Town. Yeah, Clevedon, one of the, the first sides of, of our team, knocked out, unfortunately. They went down to a, a 1-0 loss uh, against Barnstable. In front of a pretty good crowd there, so uh, good luck to Barnstable in the next round, but... Uh, the end of the end of the road for them, unfortunately. Well, City travelled to Biddeford. 
Yeah, another one of our sides, uh, a bit of a fun thing, unfortunately. 6-0 loss uh, for Wales. Uh, Craig Duff, Ryan Turner and Billy Tucker each going twice uh, for Biddeford. Well, there was always going to be a Western League winger in this game. It's Bridgewater Town against Brislington. Yeah, and the Bridgewater fought back from the, the midweek defeat we've just discussed, and they're through to the, uh, the first round, uh, first preliminary round, obviously. Um, and it was a ninth-minute goal from Steve Holland helping them to the win. And, of course, it was one of the games I had my eye on last week because I'll be interested to see how Bridgewater turned around from the reverse that they suffered against Brislington in the league. And, of course, they managed to get that FA Cup win but uh, couldn't, um, um, couldn't win in the, the league earlier in the week. Um, Bridport um, and against Street. Again, this was a mouth-watering all-Western mm. League side, uh, yep. all-Western League tie, 210 in attendance. And um, given what uh, what we were discussing earlier about the curse of the podcast, perhaps a slightly surprising result. Yeah, a big, a big win for Bridport. Uh, a three-one win at home to Street, obviously probably, probably slightly against the, uh, the form looks slightly. Uh, and it was a brace from Mark Salter uh, plus uh, an injury time strike from Declan Cornish uh, to give them the win. Now, Cabri Heath taking on higher level opposition and mm-hmm. um, doing the Western League proud. Yeah, one 0 win for Cabrahieth over Yate Town, and it was uh, a former Yate player, in fact, who got the winner, uh, Sasha Tong, heading home in the first 51st minute, just after half time. Uh, a good crowd at Cabrahieth, 132 there as well. Chipping Sudbury Town, they were at home to Bishop's Cleave. Yeah, no such luck for them. Uh, Bishop's uh, Bishop's Cleave through to the next round, following a 3-1 win away from home, uh, despite Justin Bishop uh, getting on the score sheet for Chipping Sudbury. Now here's one for the headline writers. Hengrove at home to Bodmin, and um, can I uh, can I offer my own headline here? Hengrove okay. beasted by Bodmin Town. Indeed, uh, a four-one win uh, for Bodmin. I believe there was an early red card for, for Hengrove, which uh, put them up against it a bit. Uh, so they go out, and that's Bodmin now having beaten both Buckland and Hengrove Athletic in the cup. Right. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll be keeping an eye on them. <laughs> um, odd down. They were at home to Mangotsfield United. Yeah, another uh, win for one of our sides over high-ranked opposition. Uh, a 1-0 win for Obdown. Uh, 99 people there, which is a good crowd for them. Uh, Asa White, uh, big, big, big signing of the summer, uh, scoring a free kick, uh, beating Steve Phillips uh, and putting Obdown through to the next round, a 1-0 win. Um, so I'm delighted to welcome to the Tool Station Westernly podcast. It's Ray Johnston, the manager of Odd Down. Ray, you had a fantastic win in the FA Cup on Saturday. Um, you beat um, Southern League opposition in Mangotsfield United. You must be very happy. Delighted. Um, boys were very happy afterwards as well. I did, to be honest, I don't think we were at our best, um, but it was obviously good enough to win. Um, we restricted them to very, very There's just one or two in the first half. Once we took the lead, we were quite comfortable for it. Your goal scorer on the day was Asa White. Um, whilst the rest of the footballing world was obsessed with the transfer of Neymar to, from Barcelona to Paris Saint-Germain, Western League watchers like myself will have been watching the movement of Asa White because, of course, he, he, caught, uh, he really caught the imagination of the podcast last season with all of his goals um, for Hengrove. That really is a fantastic piece of, um, of business for you, isn't it? Yeah, no, we, we, we're delighted to get him done. You know, I, I had a right midfielder, Adnan Heroli, who went travelling around the world and so that I needed that position filled. Um, and I was delighted to get someone, not just his ability to score goals that he's already proven for us, but in the changing room, he's a really, really good lad. 
So, yeah, delighted to have him on board. Because I know from our interview last season, um, you're an ambitious manager, you're an ambitious club, and uh, you were, uh, in recent history, Western League champions, and I know that you covet that title again. And a signing like Asa White really is a statement of intent, I think, that you will be um, challenging again at the top of the, of the Premier Division this season. Yeah, I don't think it's meant as a, as a signature signing as such. Um, we've brought in four or five other players as well this season. And, um, but yeah, no, he's, he's one that's fitted well into what we're trying to achieve, both on and off the pitch, um, amongst others. So on the pitch, what are the ambitions for this season? On the pitch, well, I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like for us to improve the way we're playing at the moment. We're not playing very well, but seem to be getting a few results. Um, yeah, I want to win the league. Of course I do. But then, you know, because of the because of what's happened with the league allowing two to go up, with um, you know, with, with a bit of respite to get you ground up to scratch, I think there's a few teams that have sort of pushed up and on a bit of uh, taken a bit of a gamble, should we say, and loaded up their budgets and getting Southern League players to have a right go at it this season. So. Uh, it's going to be tougher than it's ever been. Um, but yeah, good challenge we're, we're all looking forward to. And it, it, it can only breed deep, good competition. Your first game this season was in the Cup, away at Bradford Town, who are a very solid Premier Division side. You had a good win there, a very strong win at home to Wells, a uh, good point away at Willand, and then you came up against one of your um, competitors um, for, the, um, um, for the top spot this season, Melksham Town. How, how do you feel the opening games of this season have gone? Are you, are you happy with your form? Happy, uh, happy to a point, uh, Ian, if I'm being honest. We've got four points in three games, which... Um, it's something I'd like to improve on pretty quickly. Uh, however, like you say, we have played some, uh, played some decent sides, and even even Wells took took some beating, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, the the Melksham game, we we were probably the second best side early, and then got a man sent off, and then they scored three the three goals in the, in the following seven minutes. So uh, we're a bit unlucky, in that, but um, you know we've got a couple. We've got a big game tonight at Hangrove, and we've. Got a, massive game at street on Saturday so you know these are the type of games that if you're not going to get up for and enjoy then you might as well not bother I mean you mentioned you're not happy with the side's form at the moment I mean do you think it's going to be a, a help or a hindrance coming up against Melksham and Street so early in the season you've got to play them at some point so whenever really it's not you know, and don't forget Willand as well um, they'll, be, they'll be in the mix as well this season but yeah if they've got to play them at some point bring them all on you know at the end of the day what we are doing is becoming a lot more resilient um, and we're letting in fewer goals and creating less opportunities for the opponents, which we have done in previous seasons. So that can only help and with the forwards that we've got, we always fancy ourselves to make one. Um, as I look at your attendances, the, um, uh, that game against Melksham uh, as a Monday night game, albeit in August, 392 people at, um, at Melksham um, for that game. But um, your attendances um, um, haven't been great. Is that one of the th areas that you would like um, to see you getting uh, your, your gates more commensurate with the ambitions and the achievements and the quality of your side? Of course. I'd love to see more people come and have a look at our team. When we won the league a couple of years ago, we were playing some really good stuff at that point. And I, you know, it was one of those times where if people were going to come out and glory hunt it to a degree, they, they would have done that. Um, I think it's briefing up bit by bit, 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 but it's, it's a slow process and it's something that we're, um, we're about to need to improve.
Well, we certainly keep an eye out for your results every week on the podcast. Tom is um, he's, a, he's an odd down fan, self confessed, and um, uh, and I hope that um, I hope you have a good season. Uh, but I, I also hope that you get the crowds that you deserve because I know you're a very entertaining and ambitious side, and um, I hope that's reflected um, with the cash through the gate. Thank you very much. And finally, in the FA Cup, Will and Rovers against none other than Dun 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 Bristol Manor Farm. Yeah, a really good win for Will and Rovers. Uh, a 2 1 win at home. Um, they were ahead after just three minutes, thanks to Brad Austin's second goal in as many matches. Uh, but Bristol Manor Farm, obviously, we know about some of their, uh, their forwards, and it was Troy Simpson who equalised for them. Uh, and just as it looked as though uh, there would be a replay, uh, a really late goal, uh, thanks to a bit of a mistake in the Man of Farm defence, uh, allowed Luke Mortimer to, to pop the ball into the empty net, and uh, William Rovers are through to the next round, a 2-1 win. Uh, now, only two games in the Premier Division on Saturday, and the first was Bradford Town against Bitten. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, a goalless draw there for uh, Trowbridge Road, so not much to, not much to write home about for uh, those sides. And of course, as we say, there's always one, isn't there? They, um, there is I, I don't quite know why we always get one goalless draw. Everything else is, is, is a statistical anomaly. Anyway, there we go. There was, fortunately, the game between Shepton Mallet and Wellington wasn't a goalless draw. Yeah, Wellington's difficult start, unfortunately, continued a, a 2 1 loss away at Shepton Mallet. Uh, and obviously, Shepton Mallet get a quite considerable rise at the table thanks to the reduced programme, and it was two goals from uh, Joe Morgan who helped them to the win. Boss, we need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Toolstation. But it's a... Uh... A hand, yes. It's showing me around the Toolstation website. Nice. Yeah. I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock, hit this button, thanks hand, and it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect. Another helping hand from Toolstation. Your best mate for the job. Now, looking into the first division, we start with Almondsbury at home to Devizes Town. Yeah, and it was uh, a big win for Almondsbury, their first uh, point of the season. Uh, in fact, a 4 1 something of uh, Devizes Town. Uh, Alex Bisp scoring twice, uh, and also Marley Walters and Jack Dempsey getting on the score sheet. Now, Bishop Sutton, they were at home to Canesham. Another home win, 3 uh, 1 for Bishop Sutton over Canesham. Um, Goals from Mason Dagger, Chris Hind and Nathan Rendell, uh, helping them come from behind uh, after Matt Brown had put Cainsham ahead. Uh, a 3-1 win for Bishop Sutton. Bishop's Lydia, they were at home to Westbury United. Um, Westbury United, uh, really good start to the season. They remain unbeaten, they, that continues. Uh, a 1-0 win away from home with uh, Joe Kirkpatrick scoring the goal for them. Cheddar entertained Roman Glass St George. Yeah, and, and we started a run of 1-0 winners and Cheddar another one of those. Uh, that was their first win of the season and it was a, a fourth-minute strike. That's uh, so very early on in the fixture uh, by Sam King helping them steal from Glass and George. And Corsham Town against Ashton and Backrow. Another 1-0 winner uh, and that was a 69th-minute penalty from Lee Rogers uh, handing Corsham the win. And now the biggest crowd in the first division on Saturday was at Malmesbury Victoria for their game against Chard Town. Unfortunately, I'm not aware of the goal scorer still, but it was Malmesbury uh, Victoria who grabbed the win. Uh, that was their second win of the season. They've got seven points from their five fixtures and uh, a 1-0 win. Uh, the fourth 1-0 winners that we've discussed in the, the first division, they've got 1-0 win over Chard. So we need more information out of Malmesbury. Indeed. That's what we need for next week's podcast. Mm. Um, Radstock Town, um, they were at home to Calm Town. Uh, and a one-all draw, so the points were shared between those two. Uh, James Rustall uh, scoring for the hosts, 
um, at the Southfield track, but before Billy Gleed uh, grabbed the goal for Cowan, he started really well for, for them this season and uh, a point for the away side there. Sherbourne Town, they were at home to Oldland Abertonians. Yeah, this was uh, without doubt the, the game of the day in the first division. Um, it was a very late winner, and the host, uh, Sherbourne, had taken the lead just before half time through Henry Vanderville. Uh, only for Oldland to then move ahead uh, thanks to a goal uh, either side of thanks to goals either side of half time in fact from Luke Lacrasse and Josh Williams. Uh, Sherborne then equalised thanks to Josh Dele, John Delay who'd come off come off the bench. Uh, but that wasn't the end of the scoring and uh, they grabbed all three points with Tayako Nemhard scoring uh, in stoppage time uh, for the win for Oldland. What a name! We'll have to keep an eye on him. I hope I won't be commentating on them too many times this Indeed. season. Um, Warminster Town, they were at home to Portishead. Uh, Warminster's really good start continued. Jack Millick, uh, that's his fourth goal of the campaign. He opened scoring uh, and then scored, uh, followed up quickly soon after by George Butler. And that was his first in the campaign, so uh, two different levels there. And a 2-0 win for Warminster. Um, back to winning ways for them. I'm delighted to welcome back to the Tool Station Western League podcast Mark Breffitt, the manager of Warminster Town. Mark, we better open the interview with with, uh, with me giving you an apology because the last time we had the pleasure of your company, it all good the start of a rather unpleasant run of results for you, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, we um, were unbeaten in seven, and then after after the interview, it sort of went downhill. Not winning in seven, so it sort of um, doesn't happen this time. Yes, very much so. Well, I'll take full responsibility for that. I can only apologise on behalf of, um, of the Westerly podcast for that. Um, but I'm delighted that you've been brave enough to come back on. And possibly one of the reasons for that is that you've had a really good start to this season. You won again uh, on Saturday. You're at home to Portishead Town. Um, so uh, how pleased are you with the, te- uh, with the start that your team has made this season? Really pleased. Um, a few, well, quite a lot of new players in. We're playing a lot more... Um, a local base side we have now we've lost quite a few players from from outside the town the pre-season we've had a good pre-season we've been working hard um fitness levels are up from last year as well and and to be honest the start we've had has has surprised me um we've played some good football we're we're managing games and we're um we're putting the ball in the back of the net which, which is compared to last year we're missing a whole lot of chances each and every game but this year well, we're taking our chances and yeah we're, we're defending really really well well, it has been a great start. Um, I'm glad you called out the defence there because in three of the four games you've played so far, you've uh, you've kept clean sheets. So, what on earth happened against Devizes Town? Devizes is always a tough um, tough place to go. I've never, as a player before, I've never won there. I've always every game I've just lost. I've never ever got anything from there. But as a manager, the same. Never, never won. Um, we had the opportunity in the first 20 minutes. We had chances. We had three or four really good chances um, to go in at the break, two, three up. Um, we didn't take our chances and before half-time they managed to, to nick a goal. And I was still pleased at half-time, really pleased with the lads, the way they performed and the chances they were creating. I thought we were going to get back into the game. It, it just never happened. The visors worked really hard. They stopped us from from our, our passing game. They stopped that and, yeah, they are a bit more physical and... They, they bullied us really, and we need to realise that not every game is going to be is going to be this. Well, following up on that um, disappointing result, you were in action against Portishead, and it was um, it was another victory, two nil. Um, was it? Were you happy with that return to form? Yeah, that was the main. Um, well, it was the biggest game of our season so far. Was 
after losing a game, you're not sure confidence um, with the players. Um, you don't know how they're going to react. You don't know if they can go back into their shell. Straight from the whistle, we were, we were straight at them and scored two re- really early goals. It just showed that the confidence was still there and they weren't too much. They weren't too damaged from the defeat in the mid in midweek. But um, yeah, it was really pleasing. Real strong characters and managed to see out the game as well and of course get the clean sheet which is even more pleasing being, being, being really hard to beat compared to um, to a lot of games last year which we were we were not so well, being hard to beat would be important because on Wednesday you entertain Radstock Town. Now, Radstock got off to a good start this season, but they've had a bit of a Wiltshire wobble. They uh, came unstuck against Westbury. Um, so, do you? Uh, how optimistic are you about taking all three points from that game? Uh, Radstock will be a really, really hard game. Um, always a very good football inside. Um, move the ball around quickly. A good rotation of, of positions every time I've played them. Um, but if the lads stick to stick to the game plan and, and what we've been working on and training and and with our fitness wise, there's no reason why we can't we can't get anything from the game. But it's going to be our, I think it's going to be our biggest test so far because they are a very decent side. Um, they have lost to to Westbury, you said, but Westbury's a strong side as well. They're going to be very strong this year, so you can't really take too much too much from from the Westbury game. Well, um, strong tests are going to be coming thick and fast uh, with the fixtures uh, in this opening month of the season because you're away to Ashton and Backwell on Saturday and then you've got another Wiltshire derby on Tuesday the 29th of August. You're away to Chippenham Park. Um, it's a really stern test for you, isn't it, these, these, these opening fixtures? But I guess by the end of this month you'll get a really good idea about where your side is going to be um, this season compared to your rivals. Yeah, no, we hope so. We hope, obviously, August is um, the games. You've got midweek games every week, and then September is basically the same. After August and September, we're going to have a, a clearer idea. We'll go back just to the Saturday games of hopefully where we can we can aim where we are and where we can aim to be. Um, we don't really want to look down. We want to keep we want to keep looking up, but we know every game's um, is going to be a battle, and it, sometimes it's whoever turn, turns up on the day normally wins the game because anyone could be anyone in the league I mean from your perspective would you rather get uh, the likes of Radstock and Chippenham Park out the way early um, to be honest I prefer to play them on a Saturday um, midweek games are always hard for everyone involved really especially going away I think there's a bit more of an advantage obviously for the home side on, um, on midweeks with the travelling and stuff but to me, it doesn't really, doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter when you, when you sort of when you play them in the season. But the advantage is there if, if you play midweek. So Saturday games are more of a preference for myself. But obviously they've got to get the got to get the games in really. And at the beginning of this season, did you set your boys a target for where you wanted to finish uh, come the end of the campaign? But to be honest, we've had so many players. I think we've had six players out, and we've had about four come through the reserves and. Um, one one player coming outside, so we've got a very local, very local team. Um, obviously, there's no there's no money at, at the football club, so it's going with what you've got with the, with the players local in the town who wanna who wanna play, and they've everyone got the same thing in common. They all wanna play, sort of play for Warmsley because they're from the, from the same town. So hopefully, with that youth coming through as well, we'll um, yeah, we've got a good a good squad there what we can put out each week and, and hopefully com- compete each game um, 
compete with each game because I'm under no illusions it's going to be a very very hard season um, there was really an, too much expectations really it was sort of to go with it have a good pre-season prepare properly and take each game as it comes that's all we're going to do every game we're just going to take it as it comes and put our work in and, and, and see where it ends up really over the months I've been doing the podcast, Tom Hiscott and myself often talk about how competitive um, the Premier Division is and how, how more competitive it's becoming, not least because of the promotion places available. But actually, I, I feel that there's having a knock-on effect with the First Division as well because we see the likes of Bristol Telephones. They've got off to a fantastic start. We've talked about um, Radstock. Uh, we haven't talked about Cheddar. We haven't talked about Canesham, two of the sides that did very well last season. There's an awful lot of teams in the mix isn't it? It's going to be a very difficult season um, for many of the clubs in the um, um, uh, first division, but probably very entertaining for the fans. Yeah, I think every game is going to be anyone can be anyone, really. Um, as I say, it's, for me, it's whoever turns up on the day. I think there's not a golfing quality throughout the site now, I don't think. Um, I think with the Canesians and the Cheddars, I think obviously they, they played in the FA Cup. They're going to they're come from strong as well. Them two are probably favourites probably um, but there's some there's some other teams you say Westbury doing really well Radstock are up there and yeah everyone's competing I think and there's a few good sides who haven't really gone off to a to a good start like your Ashton and Backwells who are expecting to to come through and be very hard to play on, on Saturday so I'm expecting them to, to pick up and and a few other teams Mark thank you very much for your time um, I don't live a million miles away from you so I think it's about time I got myself down to Weymouth Street and took in uh, took in one of your games Welcome anytime now, one of the games that I called out on last week's podcast was Welton Rovers against Bristol Telephones, and I had a feeling it might be a draw because both of these sides had been undefeated. I mean, Welton have been picking up a few draws, difficult to beat, but Bristol Telephones have made an absolute phenomenal start to this season, haven't they, Tom? Yeah, indeed. Uh, four wins from four. Can't, can't, can't doubt anything they do at the moment. Uh, and it was the home side who actually went ahead, so they did go behind Bristol Telephones. Uh, Alex Chapman converting a penalty after Joe Batrick had been fouled in the area. Um, but in, that was in the 41st minute, and then in the 43rd, Bristol Telephones were actually back on, back on level terms. A penalty was awarded at the other end, uh, where, which Michael Grist converted. Uh, so a frantic few minutes to end the first half. And after the break, there was only one goal, and that came to Bristol Telephones, obviously, and it was Leon Britton, uh, not that one, who headed home, <laughs> uh, as I said, to make it four from four for, for the Telephones. And finally, in the first division, we have Wing Canton Town against Chippenham Park. Yeah, uh, a one-all draw there. Um, Wincanton started the season OK. Uh, that's their seventh point from five games, so similar to Malmesbury. Uh, Chipping apart, fallen, fallen, fallen away a little bit recently, started to concede a few goals. Uh, and it was a one-all draw there at um, well, Wincanton Sports Ground. Now, um, looking ahead to the week coming up, we know we don't we don't have any Monday night football action, but we Not do start week. on uh, Tuesday, the 22nd of August. And do you want to run us through the Premier Division fixtures, Tom? Sure, there's quite a lot of them. So we've got Bridgewater Town uh, taking on Shepton Mallet, that's at 7.45. Uh, and then a run of 7.30 kickoff fixtures with Cribs versus uh, Cribs travelling to Bridlington. Buckland Athletic taking on Well City. Chipping Selby Town taking on Melksham Town. Longwell Green Sports hosting Cleveland Town. And then at 7.45, we've got Odd Down versus Hengrove Athletic. 
Yes, and the second coming of Asa White. Um, the uh, uh, in the first division we have um, Almondsbury against Canesham. That's a seven thirty kickoff. Bishop Sutton at home to Malmesbury Victoria. Again another seven thirty kickoff. Carntown versus Roman Glass St George and Cheddar against Wincanton. They're both seven forty fives. Chippenham Parker at home to Oldham Abertonians and Devizes Town entertain Ashton and Backwell. Uh, and the latter of those is a 7.45 kickoff. Um, do you want to um, tell us uh, about the Premier Division ties on Wednesday, the 23rd of August, Tom? Indeed. Uh, we get started on Wednesday at 7.45 uh, with uh, Bridport versus Wellington and then two 7.30 kickoffs. Uh, we've got Cadbury East taking on Hallen and Willen Rovers, uh, obviously, on, on the back of a, a brilliant cup win. They host Street. Uh, and in the first division, Sherbourne Town take on Bishops Lydiard, that's 7.30 kickoff, and Warminster Town, see if they can keep up their very good form against Radstock Town, uh, at home, 7.45 that game. Now, we've been talking an awful lot about the FA Cup, it's time for our very own League Cup, the Les Phillips Cup, um, to begin on Saturday the 26th of August, and uh, do you want to kick us off with the opening fixtures there, Tom? Sure, the preliminary round draw, which was which took place during the summer, uh, and that's led us to these fixtures uh, to open things up. We've got Bitten versus Welton Rovers. We've got Bridport versus Cainshaw Town. Bishop Sutton travelled to take on Cadbury Heath. We've got Carlton Town versus Bradford. Longer Green Sports travelled to take on Chippenham Park. Clevedon host Wincanton. Halland take on Radstock. Hengrove Athletic, uh, they take on Almondsbury. Malmesbury Victoria versus Bishop's Lydiard and finally Roman Glass and George, George against Chardtown. And still a few games in the Premier Division. Buckland Athletic are at home to Brislington. Chipping Sodbury Town entertain Willand. Cribs against Wellington. Melksham, they're at home to Shepton Mallet. Shepton were a bogey team for them last season. It'll be interesting to see if that happens again. Street against Odd Down uh, and Wells City uh, take on Bridgewater Town. And in the First Division, Tom, just to wrap things up. Yeah, just the five fixtures in the first division uh, this Saturday. We've got Ashton Backwell United versus Warminster. Uh, Bristol Telephone is looking to make it five for five. They take on Cheddar. Uh, Caution Town versus Sherbourne Town. Devizes travel to take on Oldland. And finally, Portishead, they host Westbury United. Now, I've gone rather early with my, um, with my game to watch. I'm very keen on seeing how Melksham get on against their bogey team, Shepton. Um, but, uh, Tom, uh, give us a more considered opinion, looking back over those fixtures. Which, which, games, um, which games stand out to you? Yeah, a couple of uh, midweek games. Firstly, in the Premier Division on Tuesday night, we've got uh, Longwell Green hosting Clevedon. That's two teams that really need a win if they want to kickstart their campaigns. And then moving to Wednesday night, down in the First Division, we've got fourth versus fifth, where Warminster take on Radstock. Excellent. Thank you very much for your time, Tom. I know all of the, uh, the games that we've discussed, uh, all, all of that's rounded up in this week's bulletin. Where can the listeners find that? Indeed, uh, the, the bulletin is along one of the top tabs on the Toolstation League website, and that is updated every Sunday, hopefully, so you should have all the information there. And, of course, listeners can also read your column every week in the non-league paper, can't they? Yeah, uh, just uh, look at the, the Premier, two Premier Division fixtures uh, and then a full, full round-up of uh, what happened in the First Division as well, which is um, a bit, bit different from last season, so a bit more, bit more info in there, hopefully, for, for the readers. Excellent, Tom. Thank you very much indeed for You're your welcome. time, as always, and um, I look forward to catching up with you this time next week. <laughs>